Hello, members of the Resilient Catholics community. This is Dr. Peter. We are in week 22 of the Resilient Catholics community. We are continuing our journey, our pilgrimage together toward greater internal integration. And that internal integration includes our exiles. Week 22 is all about connecting with exiles. So last week, week 21, we addressed getting to know an exile. We talked about accessing an exile with permission from the protectors. We talked about unblending from the exile. And we took on a lot of conceptual material. That happens as we get into working with exiles. We want to really understand what we're doing. So last week, that may have been the most conceptually intense week in our year in the RCC. If you had difficulty taking all that in, I totally get it. That was a longer interconnections talk, up to 30 minutes last week. Now that we have that big piece done, we're going to take some smaller bites in working with exiles. Let's start with a brief review that gives the major highlights of last week's material. Feel free to go back and review any of those topics that would be helpful for you to go over again. I really like this spiral learning approach. So we talked about last week the self-assessment. Am I ready to work with my exiles? How can I tell? And I gave you 10 signs. You can review those if you like, but the main sign was all about being in self. And when we are in self, we have those eight C's. When we are in self, we can accept and love all our parts with real compassion, a real desire to connect with real curiosity, that genuine interest in other parts, who they are. When we're in self, we can be separate but near to the part, not blended, and also not alienated, separate but near. We're in relationship, we're being with that part. And when we are in self, we can witness the exile's story. So the key to working with exiles is to be in self. And I gave a whole lot about that in week two. We also went through the motivations of exiles and protectors. Exiles have two motivations. Protectors have three main motivations. The exiles' two main motivations are to be seen, heard, known, and understood. Exiles want to be loved. And the second one is that they want to be healed. Exiles want to be healed. Richard Schwartz, he uses the word redeemed. Exiles want to be redeemed. They want to be healed. The protectors, their three motivations are first to keep exiles safe from re-injury. Right? We call that protecting the exile. That's when the protector protects or guards the exile. The second is to contain the exile's feelings so that you can function. Right, That's guarding against the exile. Right, That's when the protector is working hard to compartmentalize the exile, to keep that exile suppressed so that those feelings don't come out so that you can continue to function. And then also a second part of that is the third main motivation that protectors have is to keep exiles from acting out in infantile ways that either put them in danger or expose your system to vulnerability and shame. Really important. So those are the motivations of exiles and protectors. And the way that exiles have generally tried to communicate is through fusion, through blending, through taking over. Remember, when we begin to work with exiles, we need to have the permission of the protectors that are guarding those exiles or guarding against those exiles. We want that ongoing consent and agreement from protectors because there's two main dangers in working with exiles. The first 
is that we become flooded or overwhelmed with pain and chaos. And the second is that we avoid the exile, that we just won't have anything to do with the exile, that we distance ourselves from the exile. Those are the two main dangers in working with exiles. We talked about the reasons for needing to be separate from an exile in week 21 last week, and we talked about, and I gave you the guidelines for working with exiles. We talked about blending during exile work, how there can be a little bit of a blend, and we spent a lot of time on the process of unblending from an exile. You know, that's when we asked the exile not to flood you with her emotions and pain so you can be there for her, separate but near asking the exile to contain her feelings, to not overwhelm you, to remain separate from you. And we explained to the exile that you'll be better able to hear her story and help her if you remain in self. And we emphasize that exiles can unblend if they want to. Exiles can cooperate in a lot of ways that protectors don't expect. And we also talked about this key question for protectors. What are you afraid will happen if you unblended more fully and allowed access to that exile. So exiles, what they need to be seen, heard, known, and understood. They need a kind self to listen to their story, to their narrative. They need the caring presence of the self, separate but near. They need nurturance from the self, the self holding, if you will, the exile. They need the eight C's from the self. And the goal is for the exile to have this deep intimacy with the self, a secure attachment with the self a real bond, a trusting relationship. So we're going to avoid fusion with the parts, that blending, and we're also going to avoid isolation. So that's the quick review from last week's talk. In this week, in week 22, we're focusing on unblending from concerned parts. These are the parts that come up that are activated, that are triggered by the idea of you working with that exile. Our reading for today was pages 79 to 85 of the Self-Therapy Workbook by Bonnie Weiss, and we're really focusing on pages 79 to 81 today. We're going to be breaking this down into smaller bits. We're in the process of connecting with an exile, getting to know the exile, and getting to know the exile is similar in a lot of ways to the process of getting to know a manager or a firefighter. Getting to know an exile is very similar to getting to know a protector. The first step, access the exile. This assumes that you already have permission, right, from the exile's protectors. Then you unblend from the exile, and we discuss those two steps in week 21 and last week. Then you check for concerned parts, these protectors that are concerned about you working with that exile, and that's what we're covering this week in week 22. And then next week, in week 23, we're going to cover finding out about the exile, that's witnessing the exile, and also developing a trusting relationship with the exile. What's the difference between getting to know a concerned part, a protector, and getting to know an exile? What's the difference there? Well, concerned parts, the protectors, have different concerns about allowing you to get to know and connect with an exile compared to getting to know and connect with another protector, right? There's special concerns about getting to know exiles that protectors have, that concerned parts have. And what are those fears about connecting with exiles in particular? Right? The first one is that the exile is going to blend you, with you and flood you and take you over and that you're going to be overwhelmed and incapacitated by the exile's intense pain and suffering. And in response, we want to explain 
that you're going to stay in self, that you're going to stay recollected, that you're not going to work with the exile unless the exile agrees to not overwhelm you. And that can be really surprising to protectors, to these concerned parts, because they may not know that exiles can regulate how much intensity they share with the self. So the first concern, the exile is going to blend, flood, and take you over. The second concern is that concerned protectors may not think that they can or that you can adequately care, effectively care for the XL because you just don't have the capacity. They just don't believe that they or you can do it well enough. The XL is too wounded, too damaged, too needy, too intense. And we can explain to those concerned protectors that when you are in self, when you're recollected, you have a great capacity to care for all your parts, including your excels, with lots of compassion with all the eight C's, right? Especially connection, especially compassion, especially calm, right? Also, you can explain to your concerned protectors that the exile doesn't actually need a lot of real-time attention and energy, even if it feels that way. Exiles actually calm down with relatively little time if they have a deep sense of being seen and heard, if they even know that you're on the way to helping them in the future. And when you are in self, you can explain to your concerned protectors, when you are in self, it's deeply satisfying, it's deeply peaceful and joyful to care for an exile. It's not so burdensome, it's not life-sucking, it's not miserable at all. There's a sense of peace and joy and goodness and rightness about that. Okay, so let's talk about the signs that concerned parts are not giving their permission for you to work with a particular exile. What are the signs that your protectors are saying, no, you may not work with this exile? Well, the first one, the big one, is that you're unable to stay in self, right? You're unable to stay recollected. The protector continues to blend, and it's essentially saying, no way, you're not going there with that exile. I won't allow it. And then, of course, all that sleepiness and fogginess and distraction and compulsive behaviors like raiding the cookie jar, you know, that if that happens every time that you're trying to approach an exile in a part session, you find yourself getting up and going to the, to the little jar of cookies and you're eating them. There's, an, there's something going on there. There's a protector that's, that's getting involved here. That's, that's, that's blending with you who is preventing that access to the exile. We want to attend to that. So, how do we do that? How do we keep aware? Well, it's really important to notice how you're feeling toward the exile. This is a really excellent and helpful way to assess how recollected you are, how in self you are. How do I feel toward my exile? Now, let's talk about the signs that you are recollected and you're in self and you're in a good place to, to connect with your exile. Well, first of all, there'll be lots of acceptance for the exile. Wherever that exile is right now, you accept that the exile exists. You accept that it's in the place that it is right now. And then there's lots of curiosity, a genuine interest in the exile for the exile's own sake. This is not a utilitarian interest, an interest driven by trying to get the the exile to change in some way or to be quiet or to stop doing a harmful behavior or to let go of some burden right now, but rather a genuine interest. You know, we're asking, hey, dear exile, who are you? Can we be in relationship? Can we be separate but near? Right? And there's this compassion for the exile, a warmth, a desire to reach out, a desire to connect, because it's good for you to be with that exile. Those are signs that you're recollected in itself. 
How about some signs that you're not recollected and not in self when you ask that question about how you're feeling toward the exile? Well, if you notice that there's a judgmental attitude toward the exile, if you notice that there's criticism, right, that you're, you're believing that the, the exile is whiny and needy and weak and pathetic and burdensome and inconvenient getting in the way, that's a clear sign. Or if you find that you're wishing the exile would just go away or at least not trouble you so much, you know, why do you have to be this way? Notice the tone kind of in that question, right? Why do you have to be this way? That's not the genuine interest. That's not being in self. If you notice that there's irritation or frustration or even anger toward the exile, right? I'm tired of all the trouble you're causing me. You know, you need to stop doing that. I'm, I'm frustrated with you. If you're noticing that that's what's taking you over, you're in a part. A concerned protector has taken over. You're not in a place to work with that exile. You know, so any of the loss of the eight C's, right? Instead of feeling calm, if you're feeling agitated, frustrated, anxious, stressed, or angry, if instead of feeling, feeling curious, you're feeling indifferent or disinterested, or you're, you're seeing other parts in two dimensions or one dimension or no dimensions, right? Very reductionistic ways of understanding parts. If instead of compassion, you're feeling cold and uncaring and unfriendly, hard, reserved, unsympathetic. If instead of confidence, you're feeling timid and pessimistic, doubtful and insecure. If instead of courage, you're feeling fearful and shy and faint-hearted, irresolute. If instead of clarity, it seems real confused and muddled inside, things are obscured, it's just dark or foggy. You know, if instead of connection, you feel this internal fragmentation, you feel disjointed, distant, and aloof, not interested in your other parts. And if instead of feeling creative, you feel uninspired or inept, or if you feel really conventional, just like engaged in this repetitive futility, right, just doing the same thing over again with no different results, right? those are all signs that you've lost the eight Cs. You're not in a place to work with your exile right now. We want to work with your concerned protector instead. The concerned protector, if he or she is not willing to step aside, if they're not willing to relax and soften, then you've got to really address the concerns that that protector has before working with the exile. The other thing that you can tell if, if you're not recollected, not in self, in response to that question, how are you feeling toward the exile, is that if you have an agenda to silence the exile or to, quote, fix, end quote, the exile, that's a sign that you're not in self either. You've got some manager that's trying to repair the exile or adjust the exile or get the exile to function in a way that's quote better end quote without really engaging in a deep relationship with that exile with curiosity and compassion and a desire to connect. So if you notice these signs of when you are not recollected, if you're not in self, when you are considering working with an exile, that means again that you're blended with a concerned protector, a concerned manager or a concerned firefighter who is not okay with you working with that exile. And remember, it's crucial to have the permission of protectors to work with the exiles they protect. So this may be a protector who originally gave you permission, but then got concerned again and surged up, blending with you in order to try to keep you safe from the intensity of the exile's burdens, or surged up because it was angry or frustrated with the exile or disappointed or something like that. It could be a protector that you've already worked with that's coming back up, or it could be a new protector, a new protector whom you have not yet worked with. Often there are layers of protectors, 
If a protector who guarded against a particular XL softens and relaxes back because it's trusting you in the process, oftentimes another protector who guards the same XL will step into that space and block it up because the second protector is not trusting the self or trusting the process in the moment. So then we work with that protector to see if it can unblend, soften, and relax back so that you as the self can work with the XL. And we don't want to rush this process. It can take time especially with really wounded and hurting exiles who bear great burdens of pain and suffering. So if a protector is reluctant or unwilling to soften and relax back, ask what that protector is afraid would happen if it did relax and allow you space to connect with the exile. And we covered all of that process in week 19. Right? Once you know the particular fear of that protector, Review week 19's interconnections talk or look at the outline to refresh yourself on those, how you can reassure those protectors. Sometimes it's not so much about fear, but it's about other emotions that hamper our ability to connect with the XL. Sometimes the concerned protector is upset with the XL, it's mad at the XL. For example, let's imagine an XL who is burdened with the pain of felt relationship and abandonment by God. And that exile motivates you to avoid a close relationship with God, leading to distractions in prayer and anger in your Catholic standard bearer manager. That Catholic standard bearer manager is angry at that exile, in addition to being scared of that exile, because that exile who carries that burden of felt rejection and abandonment by God seems to be getting in the way of you connecting deeply with God. And so that's frightening and frustrating to that standard bearer. There's another example where an exile's feelings of worthlessness or inadequacy weigh you down with angst and sadness, and you don't get a promotion at work, which would have solved some of your financial problems, and your competent manager is worried about that, right? Those attitudes are not going to lead to healing. Protectors often feel judgmental towards exiles. They consider the exiles too young, scared, weak, needy, inconvenient, inexperienced, dependent, or just too emotional. And these judgments often reflect the evaluations of parents or other caregivers when you were really young. Often a protector takes on that guarding role to try to keep you safe by anticipating what your parents' parts would say. They internalize a parent's critical part, like an advanced warning system. So if a part of you can internalize a critical part from your parent and anticipate what your parent's critical part would do or say, then you can head off the criticism from the parent. You can anticipate and respond to what your parent's critical part would say and avoid conflict with the parent that way. It's a brilliant strategy, but it's often anachronistic. It's no longer needed. Protectors often don't realize that the critical parts of mom and dad are not around anymore because you don't live in the same house. You're not near mom and dad anymore. You're not a child anymore. Mom and dad may be dead, or they may be really old, or they may have softened, and their critical parts are calmer, right? So they're not so active. They've become gentler as they've aged. And remember, these critical attitudes that your parents' parts have about you or that your own internal critics have about you are not truths. They're just attitudes towards you that a part of your parent held. And it's not even all of your father or mother, just a part of them, but often a prominent part that's so critical. So we want to explain to our protectors that this is not your fault. It's not the fault of the exile. The exile is just a little part of you. It's very young. And the exile held the pain and suffering and intensity so that you managers could help us get along in those difficult times. 
So there are good reasons to be grateful to our exiles for all the sacrifice that they make to carry the burdens so that the intensity of pain and suffering don't overwhelm our whole system. All right, so we want to bring our self-energy, our recollection to the protector. Let that protector feel the eight C's so that we can have the space from our protectors to be compassionate to our exiles. We need to be separate from those exiles, but also compassionate and near, a real sense of connection. Sometimes we may feel separate from our exile, but kind of neutral. We don't, we don't feel a lot of compassion. We feel the separateness. We feel that, but maybe an intellectual or analytical part may be blended that wants to care for the XL, but in a distant, formal, or more remote way, like a physician who is not compassionately connected to his patient. And that's not going to work. We need the self. We need the concern parts to unblend in order to effectively care for that XL. I want to be really clear about this. Compassion is not feeling what the exile feels. Compassion is not blending or fusing with the exile. It's not having the same emotional experience as the exile in the same moment. If we are over-identified with the exile, if, if the boundaries between the self and the exile are getting blurry, then we are no longer separate but near, but rather we're in the process of blending. We can lose compassion for our exiles very gradually too over the course of a part session. So it's good to check in and see if a protector might have been blending in a subtle or stealthy way. The compassion is so necessary for exiles. In a special way, compassion is necessary for exiles because of the nature of their burdens. Remember, exiles are often carrying excruciating pain, really terrible experiences held by exiles. They need the tenderness, the gentleness, and the benevolence of compassion. And not just from God, and not just from other people, but from ourselves. Compassion is central for exiles in order for them to dare to be seen, heard, known, and understood, to once again risk the vulnerability necessary to be loved. And so that's a wrap for our Interconnections talk for today. Brief discussion now. I'm going to invite you to talk about what exiles you've been considering working with and which protectors have concerns about working with those exiles. And how are you doing with compassion for exiles? Can you can you have that from a recollected place? Right? And then get your parts journals ready, get your parts maps ready. We're going to do an experiential exercise on working with an exile or with a protector part if you're not ready for exiles yet. All right, so we'll see you on the other side.